and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tuscan Shed Media Network podcast where we discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine. With me as always is Sarah Becker. Hello! That was such a lovely sing-songy way <laughs> to say my name. I like it. <laughs> and we also have Peter Tensi. Hello! <laughs> All right. This week we are discussing season five, episode eleven, and episode twelve, which is the darkness and the light. And can the you begotten. can you please say it the way you said it last week? Sure, yes, sure. All right. <clears throat> Our first episode is the dark, the darkness, <laughs> and the light. <laughs> <laughs> is it nerdy? I don't reference? even remember what that's from. I just like it. <laughs> it's yeah, from the first okay. Force Awakens trailer. It's uh, Andy Serkis. Oh, okay. oh that. that's right. He goes, he goes, the darkness and the light, and, and then, then he goes, like, bah, 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 bah. yeah, and then like like the music starts and gets like really loud and huge and epic, and you're just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah so, yes. so that's that THX sound. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yes. Putting it to good use. The audience is now deaf. One of my favorite uh, <laughs> jokes. <laughs> All right, <laughs> well, for one more time, because we can only do it once more. <clears throat> this episode is the darkness. And the light. We open the episode with a Vedic being killed by an energy beam during a religious ceremony. Back on DS9, Kira is chewed out by Dr. Bashir for not taking her Makara herbs for the baby, which Kira notes counteracts the use of sedatives. Odo then comes in to inform Kira of the death of the Vedic, who turns out to be Latha, a former member of Kira's resistance cell, and that the beam was calculated intended to kill only him. Kira notes that Latha was once the most violent man in their outfit, but had found religion after the occupation, and likely his past sins got him killed. Kira, however, is more alarmed when she receives a picture of Latha, accompanied with a voice saying, That's one. Odo and Sisko try to investigate, but Kira is forced to stay on DS9 due to her pregnancy. Kira receives a message from Trenton Fala, a Bajoran woman who helped the resistance. During the occupation, she worked as a cleaner in a Cardassian records department giving Shakar resistance shell information, though she was always scared for her life and has become more paranoid due to the death of Latha. Kira agrees to take Trenton to DS9, but when they beam her aboard the runabout, a device smuggled on her person causes the teleportation to deep fry her to death. The crew notes the precision and skill of the murder, and Kira becomes more alarmed when she finds Quark holding a pad with Trenton's picture, saying, That's two. In Odo's office, they get another picture of a former Resistance member, Mobara, with a voice saying, That's three. Odo informs Bajoran security to find Mobara, who works at a university, and Odo has Kira go to her quarters under armed security. In her room, Kira seems to hear the guard get knocked out. So she bursts out of her room, gun-drawn, only to find Lupaza and Furl there. They have come to help each other find the killer, and Kira lets them stay in O'Brien's room. In Ops, Kira, Odo, and Nog manage to discramble the voices from the threats, but they only discover it's a recreation of Kira's voice. <laughs> Suddenly, there's an explosion in the habitat ring, inside the O'Brien's quarters. Kira rushes there, but it is too late. While the O'Briens were away, Lupaza and Furl are dead. Kira collapses and is rushed to the infirmary. In her agony, Kira notes a time when she went on her first mission, where they stormed the compound of Gol Pyrrhic. 
Odo comes in to tell Kira that the room was hit by a remote bomb set to target only Lupaza and Furl, and he has narrowed the suspect list to four people, but only he will conduct the investigation as Kira could fall into a trap. Not heeding his warnings, Kira steals the list and travels to all the suspects. The crew try to track her, but Kira is hiding her tracks. Kira narrows the search down to a Cardassian named Solaren Prin and finds his base. She beams aboard, but is quickly captured. Stuck in an isolation field, Solaren reveals who he is. He was disfigured in the attack against Gaul Pyrrhic, who Kira notes had before his death killed 15 Bajoran farmers for not hoisting the Cardassian flag above their house. All five of the murdered Bajorans had some part in the attack, with only Kira left to deal with. Solaren notes that while Kira's cell attacked many innocents, all of Solaren's murders were targeted with no collateral damage, as he was merely resetting the scale, severing the darkness from the light. Not wanting to kill the baby, Solaren goes to cut it out of Kira, but she convinces him to give her a sedative for the pain. He administers it, but Kira only pretends to pass out, as the herb she is taking prevents sedatives from working. She manages to knock him out and kill him. The crew arrive to find Kira alone with Solaren's body. She notes that light still needs darkness to exist, and that innocence was just an excuse for murder. What do we think of the darkness and the light? As the name suggests, it was indeed rather dark. Yeah. It was yeah. very dark. That, that transporter <clears throat> death was was gnarly. Like, oh one of God. y'all used that word, but yeah. it is an appropriate word because... Oof. Yeah. I <laughs> was not expecting that one. And when it happened, I was just sitting there like... Basically. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I guess it's not surprising that this is, was the first episode... Uh, not fully written, but story by Brian Fuller, who is uh, the eventual uh, mm. showrunner of Star Trek Voyager, and he's going to yeah. be the uh, our producer rather, and then he's was the uh, uh, showrunner for uh, Star Trek Discovery. Though he went left to do American Gods, which is a great show, and he also did one of my favorite shows of all time, Hannibal, which is very, very gnarly. So I'm not surprised <laughs> that he was involved in this episode. Um, yeah, that was that was messed up, and it's weird when Star Trek gets gory. I remember there was that one episode with um with the worms and uh, go into people's mouths and like take over their bodies. Oh, uh, God, Star Trek Next that. Generation. It's like the first season, and they literally like melt a dude at the end of it. They like point their phasers, and a guy like melts, and I'm like, whoa! I don't remember that one. <laughs> like, I believe you, but <laughs> but at the same time, it's I'm pretty sure we locked it out of our memories because oh God, gruesome as hell. Yeah, yeah. The, the worm ideas gross but they're like so clearly like very cheap plastic worms so they're not that scary but like later they like melt a guy i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's it, it i'm, I'm getting from what you're describing and what i cannot remember i'm guessing it's like a much more visceral and vicious um thing than than, than, what, than what we than what than what we saw in indiana jones the the last crusade the final crusade um where, where, where that where that woman was like yeah this cup is the is the is the whole oh, thing. That's she drink out of her face. Yeah, it's worse yeah, than it's that. Like, yeah, and it's just like woman. No, <laughs> it's like it's like a human candle. It's really gross. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, that the Ark of the Covenant one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that one's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, which well, is literally how they well, did. When that. I was little, I couldn't watch that scene. I had to like look away and have my mom tell me when it was over because it just freaked me out so much. 
They literally did that like a candle. It's like a wax figure with like goo right. inside, and then they just pointed hair dryers at it and melted it, and then sped up the film. Yeah, yeah. it's the classic effect. Um, so yeah, what, uh, I'm curious what you guys thought of the overall episode. We said it was dark, but was it good? I think so, but I I failed to see how it really had relevance to future events maybe it it um i mean of course it ties into kira's um you know past as a resistance fighter and whatever but it seemed i don't know it just i I was a little bit lost on it i guess Mm. how about you peter yeah i would agree with that it was like it, it was like a filler episode that had depth to it it's a great way. I, to put it. it's, it's the best way that I can describe it. Like, because it's, it's like you watch and you're like, okay, the stuff that happened here still matters for the character, but for the overall story, now now that we're like, start now that we're like in this fifth season and start and starting to get super deep into the whole Dominion over here. Um, but it's like, what does it matter outside of this parameters? I don't know. Right, right, yeah. Because like in a sense, we had a sort of filler episode, the next one, but it ends in a very plot important thing very plot important oh my god (laughs) yeah so i think that's a great way of putting it peter because at first i was rejecting you guys for being like "Ah, skip's really good but you're right like filler with depth i like that yeah because i i think this episode is strong but you're right in that it doesn't really change much and in i need to figure out a term for it and maybe you guys can figure it out but we have the O'Brien must suffer. I feel like we need a, a Kira must deal with her past. Like every season, there is a, a yeah. episode where Kira has to be like, "You did fucked up shit, and now you must pay." You know, like it's always mm-hmm. the case for Kira that she has to deal with something. And uh, this is one of the stronger ones, though, for me. I think I just really like the end a lot, and I think the filmmaking overall was really, really good in this episode. There were some really really interesting lighting effects that I really yeah, I was going to bring that up too before I was going to bring that up too before before I even saw that you had it in the talking notes because because uh when she is uh captured by Solaire and just like how how they used like literally light and darkness you know light and shadow um it, 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 now, now that I say it now that I say it out loud it, it reminded me of of um of the kind of technique from uh, I think it was like renaissance paintings uh Chia Roscoro which was like mm. the study of you know light and dark and like how like they kept Solar in yeah, shadow yeah. until he decided to reveal his face and it's like oh gory ass face you know that's a great way of putting it yeah it, it definitely did play at the whole lightness and the darkness thing a lot and in particular there's like this great scene in the med bay even though it doesn't make sense because the med bay is always like bright fluorescent lighting so why it has moved right. all of a sudden right doesn't make logical sense but it makes emotional sense which i like um and that, I thought that monologue she gave was just uh, fantastic, where she does this whole monologue about the the raid on Gol Perek and her first mm-hmm. mission, yeah. and what it meant to her, and all that stuff. And then you can compare that later with the, his version of it, where it's like her version is like, "This is when I became friends and I bonded and this important moment in my life." And his is like, "That's when you fucked up my face and killed all my friends." Like and this it's, is. Uh, where- <laughs> this is where you made me two face from DC Comics, but Star right. Wars version. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, what do you think of uh, of Nana Visitor's acting in this episode? Because I thought it was some of the best she's done. I do agree with that. It she was, was she was brilliant. It was just the the plot as a whole that I was or not the plot, but we we talked about this. You know what I mean. 
Right. For sure. It was definitely felt like predictable to me, at yeah. least in terms of like, because I know I read my notes. I was like, oh, here's these two characters I like. They're going to die. And then like right, my, yeah. note, my next note is I they died. I was very sad. <laughs> I was very sad when they died. I liked them. I know. Yeah. They're really cute. And they died off screen, which is really lame to me. Which I mean, is really sad. Them die, but you know, yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was very it was very much it was very much playing that trope um, from uh, there's like several like many of many of movies, video games, TV shows where it's like everyone who's important to you dies. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I only have let me see. I didn't take a lot of notes on this episode. I have seven bullet points, but two of them have crying face emojis. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's basically my thoughts on this episode. I don't have a lot to say, but what I do have to say is very sad. <laughs> there was a lot. There were a lot of tears and crying and anger for this episode. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's intense. I mean, a guy with a fucked up face is about to like cut out a lady's stomach. Like, oh god, very, no, that was it's yeah. very Brian yeah, Fuller. <laughs> yeah, it was like it's shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, that felt like a Hannibal scene. I was like, oh boy. Though Hannibal, it would actually happen. Like that's that's the difference between Hannibal. And Hannibal, Star Trek. he would have succeeded in doing that. I've been like, nope, you're not. Like, no, we're not doing this. And there would be, and like the baby would still be there or something horrible like that. You know, like it's that's Ryan has. He's he's a very sweet gay man, and he seems like a lovely person. But like, whenever I think about him, I'm like, his boyfriend must be like, okay, honey, like. He, just don't bring that home, please. <laughs> Just put that all in your writing. <laughs> like, honey, really? Again? Come on. <laughs> Did you have to come up with a people tree? Like, really? Like, can we? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? Oh, boy. I'm gonna have to watch Hannibal Peter at some point. He's gonna be like, oh no, <laughs> why? So I can like actually instead of like just visualizing it, I can see it. Uh... Is is this what is this what is this what I what I'm gonna have to experience when I finally come visit you? It's gonna it's, it's gonna be like we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go to WeHo and we're gonna watch Hannibal and just that's it. Like, uh, maybe maybe. <laughs> uh, fine. Well, I have to give a uh, one nerdy 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 compliment, which is uh, something most people may not notice, but nerdy camera people like me notice, which is there's an incredible rack focus in this episode, which is one. Props to the second AD for that, or the second camera assistant. Um, for those who don't know, a rack focus is when you um, have a focus on one person or mm. object or something, and then you immediately shift to another in the same shot. And there's an incredible shot where it's like it's a close up on Worf. It rack focuses to uh, Cisco. He walks briefly, then rack focuses on I think Odo, um, and then rack focuses back to Cisco. Walks back and rack focuses back. So it's like a rack focus and a pan. And it was so smooth and timed. I was like, mm, mm, "Cool, mm, well done." I'm, I'm really glad you it. explained. I'm really glad you explained that because when I read rack focus, I thought that they focus on Dax's boobs, and I missed it. At some point. <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about, Ben? What are this? Everything's in, everything's out of focus, but just two boobs. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a. That might be what they Perfectly call it in the focused. Roger Corman movie, but not in this. <laughs> oh man! So it. yes, that's uh, that's at thirty three minutes and thirty three seconds on Netflix. If you guys want to check that out, uh, thanks. For not the, the boobs. I now I now challenge you to find a porn film that has <laughs> a, a literal amazing literal amazing rack focus. No, but like yeah, like actually do it, but with rack. 
Axe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like two. Yeah. Yeah. I bet I could find something. I'll look. It for has that. to exist. It's the internet. And there have been like some, and there have apparently been like some, some stellar porn production. So there, so it has to exist somewhere in, in, in the interwebs. All right. Well, I think we've, I think we've dissected this episode or at least, uh, boobs far enough so let's move on <laughs> to the next episode which is the begotten season five episode 12 while having his back examined by dr Bashir, odo is surprised when cork walks in with a very surprising object for sale a real changeling in its very earliest age odo gladly buys it from cork and begins examining it the changeling is sick from being exposed to radiation which Bashir seems to cure Cisco asks what the changeling wants, and Odo reminds him that many changelings were sent out to discover the universe and report back, much like Odo was. He allows Odo to raise the child, but asks if he wants his father, quote-unquote, Dr. Morapol, to help, and Odo refuses. Odo shows the changeling around the station and encourages it to discover its shape-shifting abilities and to discover the world for itself. However, to his dismay, Dr. Pol arrives. Odo dislikes Mora being there as he was much more harsh on young Odo, while Odo wants to let the child discover its life on its own. Mora agrees for now to let Odo try it his way. Odo shows the changelings different shapes it could make, like a sphere or a cube, but it never transforms and barely grows in a week. Dr. Pole notes that while his methods were stern, they got results a lot faster than Odo's, but Odo hates Dr. Pole for what he did to him. Pole notes that at first he had no idea that Odo was sentient creature, and once he did, he was much kinder to him, but Odo still feels Pole regards him as an object for study. During their fight, Sisko arrives to note that Starfleet is anxious about the Changeling, and now wants daily reports, and will take over if there isn't progress. Reluctantly, Odo agrees to try things Pole's way. He and Pole use a circular table with a charge in the outer ring to encourage the form to take shape in the middle. Odo finally lets it happen, and for the first time, the changeling makes a consistent shape. Odo smiles, and Pole notes that he had the same reaction when Odo did the same thing, but had no idea that at the time, Odo hated him for doing it. Later, Odo is able to make the changeling hold a cylindrical shape, something Pole notes he had to do three times with Odo, which makes Odo note that he only failed the first two times because he hated Pole and wanted to make him upset. As the two leave for the night, the changeling takes on a humanoid face and looks right at Odo before going back to being a tube. The two men celebrate in an understanding between rough and kind upbringing. While telling Quark about the joys of being a father, he is informed the changeling is losing its molecular structure or some other kind of bad science stuff. It turns out the changeling is dying. Odo holds it in his hand, begging for it not to die when it enters his body. To his shock, he discovers it's that in its last bit of life, the changeling has turned Odo back to a changeling. In joy, oh Odo turns into a board and flies away without his clothes. During all of this, Kira is finally giving birth. While the actual labor process is quick, it requires a special ceremony to reach pure relaxation. But Miles' impatience and Shakar's lateness interrupt the first attempt. Jakar and O'Brien come to a head due to the awkward circumstances and are kicked out when Kira goes into labor for a second time. However, Keiko convinces her to let them back in at the very end, and Kira gives birth to Kira Yoshi, the latest in the O'Brien clan. 
At the end, Dora po Dr. Moropole leaves, saddened at the loss of the child, but happy that he and Odo seem closer together. Odo talks to Kira about how they never wanted a child before, but now all they can think about is holding one in their arms. What do we think of The Begotten? I liked it a lot and it gave me feelings. It was two, this this episode was two pairs of gay dads fighting over how to raise a child. <laughs> Let's be real. In a sense, yes. Though it's more of a, I'll, I'll say that I agree, but I think the Odo is more of a father-grandfather right, sort of thing, right. you know. But uh, but I did view it that way a little bit as well, uh, which is adorable. I just want to point out that we all had feelings about a big glob of goop on a table which i think is very and that impressive is the miracle of star trek isn't it it really not. is like i was just thinking about like odo pouring goop into a sphere and be like it's a sphere and like discover it and i was like oh and then i was like it's goop in a sphere like, like in reality it's 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 an, it's an actor with fucking makeup on his face holding a bunch of like goop that uh, a prop department made but it works. It totally, totally works. And that is, like you said, Sarah, the miracle of Star Trek. So, yes. Indeed. Uh, oh, this is an episode I was dreading. I watched a lot later than you guys. Uh, just mm -hmm. the uh, the the way they described it on uh -huh. Netflix made it sound terrible. Uh -huh. I think it had something like, like well, Kira has her child. Uh, um, Odo has a child of his own. I'm like, what? Like, oh, uh, like what? <laughs> yeah, gross. It sounded like shenanigans, um, and it was not shenanigans. It was really incredibly powerful. It was very really touching. It was super touching. Very interesting way of giving uh, his powers back. So yeah, what do you guys think of this episode? Uh, well, I, I have a note here that I'm not sure how much I buy the fact that Odo cared more about the baby changeling than he cared about Kira, who's in labor. I'm like, mm. does he does he not love her anymore? Or 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 change? I guess changelings are genuinely more exciting. But I kind of would have thought like he would have at least had a little bit of conflict about it. Uh, I think he's moved on. I think that episode yeah. was him like okay. moving on. You know, fair. Yeah, I think he well, he's weird about kids. So you know what I mean. I think that's why they had yeah. that little bit at the end, which I really liked when they both sort of had a friendly like you know, aw. I want kids. I want to hold the baby. How about you, Peter? What do you think of this episode? I thought it was really sweet, like because um because we've heard in at least like maybe two episodes or so um about about Odo's experience with with Doctor Mora and just you know just like how much he did not like being you know basically like from toddler to teenage to now fully formed Odo. Um, and, and so, and so it was nice to see, it was nice to have, to, to have Odo, A, have, have his own changeling to raise for time, however short of time that was, and B, and, and B, for him to give Dr. Mora kind of a redemption moment. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting episode that it was probably very clearly written by a parent, I assume, because um, it was certainly all about sort of the... Nature versus nurture, spoil the rod, or spare the rod, spoil the child, um, right. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, of, of that, you know, sort of conflict that every parent have of how much discipline versus how much love do you give a child and how each, like, sort of generally the, the 
what you want is to be a little bit better at it than your parents were, right? you know, to see all the mistakes they made and then make your own mistakes, obviously, but get there. And I thought it was nice. I thought it was nice that it wasn't just, you know, pure love got him there. He did have to encourage it. And he was like, you know, if it just feels safe as a, a, a gelatinous goo, it's never going to not be gelatinous goo, which mm-hmm. makes sense. You know what I mean? But it's also like, you know, the sort of combination is what allowed Odo to actually form a connection with it, which I really liked. Yeah, you, he's you, pouring. Oh, go ahead, Peter. No, I was just, I was just gonna say, you, you, you got, you gotta be, you gotta be willing to push the baby bird out of the nest while still, while still, while still making sure that there's like a safety net, like five feet under it, so that way you know that they're not gonna die. Totally. That's what they always say about kids in swimming pools. Is like, as much as it hurts you to do, you kind of just have to shove them in the pool eventually. Like, there's yeah, a way sure to do it, feet, but you know. like, there is that point where you have to just be like. All right, I know you're crying and you hate me, but you have to get in the pool because you'll never learn to swim. Like, yeah. What were you going to say, sir? Well, just he's, when he's, you know, teaching baby goo um, all the things, he's like pouring it from one, into, from one container into another. He goes, here comes Mr. Cube. <laughs> oh, my God. Mr. Cube. Renee, I don't know why, but the... I was particularly in love with the way when he first like is showing each shape and he goes, this is a cube. <laughs> Just the way he says a cube is like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> He's so relaxing. I'm like, you could be my dad if you wanted to. It'd be fine. <laughs> Not that I love my dad. I love my dad very much, but more dads are always fun. <laughs> yes. And uh, he gets, he, he makes the most savage comment to, um, to Dr. Pole, he says, uh, science, Starfleet wouldn't hire you to judge a science fair. But <laughs> 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 it's the most savage. I love it. And also, at one point, he says, um, Oda says, we'll have to muddle through somehow. And I really want somebody to make a YouTube video of Deep Space Nine singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Because <laughs> that is the only other context in which I have heard that phrase. I know, right? I was thinking that. This is true. If we're talking about cute moments, I also liked when he was showing around uh, uh, the station with the, the changing in a mug. And then Worf is like, why are you talking to your drink? And he's like, it's not a drink. It's a changing. <laughs> and Worf looks at his drink like, what? Nah, nah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so, how do we feel about getting his powers back? That's huge. I'm excited. That was a big moment, dude. And it yeah. was so sweet that the changeling like merged with him. It's like I'm dying, but I can help you be a changeling again. Uh, That's why I was more okay with it. I might have been less okay with it. It's like, when did he lose his powers? I'm trying to remember the episode. Was it this Probably season? Probably about a. I think so. Mm, yeah, it was, at, it was at like the very end of last season. Yeah, so it was the end of last season. So it's like okay. only half a season we really had him not be a changeling. So it's like. Yeah. Part of me is like, eh, we didn't really explore him not being changeling that much. Yeah, really know? only just, just 12 episodes. That's it. Right. But. I at least agree with you, Sarah, that the way he got his powers back was nice, and that it was like about his character arc and about his becoming more um, sensitive and becoming less. You know, we start the episode all about him being he's so rigid that he has back problems, which is hilarious. It's the most Odo thing mm-hmm. I've ever heard. It like, really was. Yes. He's like, it's your posture. He's like, all I do is sit up straight. He's like, that's the point. You need like, to like exactly. not <laughs> at some point. You need to slouch every once in a while. <clears throat> 
Um, which I which I don't think I've ever heard. You just slouch once in a while. I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> Everyone's wanting you to be on the couch. Um, sure. And uh, I like that it was even if I was like, eh, you didn't really explore a whole season with it. I did like at least that you know we're we have Oda back to what he was before in a way that um, was emotionally rewarding to me, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. why I really liked it. How do you guys feel? Feel similar? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. agree. Yeah, and, and, and like. I- Go ahead, Peter. No, no, you can go ahead. Like my, my point, my point can come after. Well, just like you know, the uh, the old quote unquote original changelings took away his power, but it was the you know a, a new baby yeah. changeling that yeah. thought he was good enough to give it back. And it yeah. gave a little bit more sentient because they wisely never have it talk. You know. Yeah. Um. And you don't know how much Odo, I was thinking, like, how much does it, can it understand Odo? You know what I mean? Like, they never sort right. of establish that. And I guess they do, yeah, because Odo's always like, I knew that you were, like, fucking with me at the time. You know what I mean? He seems like to have memories mm-hmm. and stuff, so it's not like a a one-year-old where their, it seems like their brain is intact. They just don't know how to, like, whatever form of brain they have. Uh-huh. Baby oh. genius. <laughs> This science stuff is hurting me. I can't think about it too much. Yeah, right. True. <laughs> Liqu- liquids with consciousness just makes you not. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> it's too hard yes. to figure out. Um, but yeah, that's a great it point. It still Sarah. boggles really my nice. mind that that spheres are a natural shape. Like Odo says they that are. at one point. It's like the, the most like fascinating shape in, in nature. Just like, I know they are natural, but that's kind of weird. I don't know why they're just like so perfect. I'll have to find a gif I just watched the other day where someone like showed about how the natural shapes form and like they put bubbles together and like this mm. they had like a smoke bubble in the middle and like all the shapes that it forms and it's interesting like three bubbles I think forms a triangle and then four bubbles forms a, a cube hmm. and then like yeah it's very interesting like the, the natural shapes that geometry physics it's crazy I don't understand it but it's crazy I remember I knew I was not smart enough for geometry when in a class once my teacher he had one of those uh you know digital whiteboard sort of things where you can like uh-huh. complete stuff and he pointed out why a triangle has 180 degrees and he like sort of built like quadrants around it and like showed how you can move it in any direction and it would always like equal the same 180 degrees and i was like i don't understand that at all <laughs> i think this is <laughs> as far as i get with with geometry and trigonometry and any kind of math i think i've peaked i think this is it <laughs> like i'm here so then in college i did statistics the easiest math possible at least for me and then you know i was done i was like no more math ever <laughs> i'm good i don't think my brain is capable of it so you math nerds out there I'm impressed. Well done. Props to you all the time, always. Mm-hmm. We're we're communication nerds. This is why we have a podcast. I'm just kidding. I'm sure there's math nerd podcasts, and I wouldn't understand. Them. Yes. Well, I would, now now that Odo is like full on changeling again, I I want them to like somehow use this as an advantage against the Dominion, who I hope does not know, because mm-hmm. I hope that there aren't any changelings on the, on the space station at this moment who saw him, who saw him just randomly turn into a bird out of nowhere, and they're like, okay, so when you like reveal yourself to be cha- a changeling again, we have to make it like a big moment, very important. So I really hope that they go in, like I really hope that like whatever their next like major interaction with the Dominion is, they're just like, okay, what is like what is what, what is the biggest most effective way. That we can that 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 Odo can be of use in this plan, and they like totally nail it. I want them. To, I want them to mm. kick ass now. Yeah, 
Yeah, you want that Doctor Who moment where it's like, I really do. I really Yeah, when that music plays and there's always something crazy happening. Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad you knew exactly where I was going. Yeah, where it's like, I'm not a changeling, and then he like fucks away, and then they're like, what? And they're like, or like, or like, or like Lord of the Rings. No man can kill me. Takes off helmet. I am no man, and just like, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. We're all waiting just for that moment. That's what's the best. That's oh, the best. They're all super rewarding. Well, let's talk for a little bit uh, about uh, the the subplot. What do you guys think of Kira's finally giving birth? Yay! Yay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I was just excited just because I'm glad it's over. Like, kind of yes. that too. Yeah. Because while she was doing stuff in the last episode, she beat like five guys when she was pregnant in the last episode. So props to Kira. Seriously. Um, it's good to see her probably be more active because it's definitely like a, and I, I don't blame the showrunners. It's like you know, the lady is pregnant, so she has to sit down. You know, so like mm-hmm. most of her roles this episode, last this sort of half season have been you know, Kira sits down and goes hmm, and then someone else does something. So it's yeah, like, yay, maybe we'll have more Kira episodes now <laughs> because after this, it was cute, but like I don't know, Shakar hasn't been around enough for me to like care about him being a dick. You know. And I, I agree. He, yeah, honestly, when he showed up, honestly, when, when when he showed up the first time, like before they said his name, I, I my first thought was, "Who the hell is this man?" Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like it's just been so long since we've seen him. I'm just like, why do we care about this person? Oh, that's who you are. Okay, cool. Right, right. Totally. Anyways, anything else to say, or are we just meh? I'm meh. I'm, I'm done. I got yeah. all my feels out. Okay, we got our pizza for this episode. All right. Well, next episode sounds like a couple more dark ones from oh, the, no. from yeah. the titles. So that has been our episode. Next week we'll be discussing season five, episode thirteen and fourteen, which are for the uniform and in Purgatory Shadow. Oh, okay. which oh my! Sure are two wow. wild comedic romps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> As always, I want to thank my lovely co-hosts for joining me every week on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meatshield. You can check him out on Twitter at CPTN underscore Meatshield. Our awesome artwork is by Joe Bowen. We are a part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at TuscanShed.com. If you like this show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way that you can. It helps new listeners discover our show. Until next time, this is the crew of Geekspace 9. Signing off. Thank you, dear listeners. Bye, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I can't do the bass thing. Have you watched uh, any of the sh- the uh, um, Shadow Unleashed or Sonic Unleashed uh, uh, Game Grumps episodes, Peter? Oh no! I, oh yeah, I've, I've totally been keeping up with them, and like every time the jazz band <laughs> that fucking jazz music, Sarah in the game, like every time you fight any enemy, the same over the top jazz music plays, where it's like. Beep, beep, beep.
like, it's the most it's, ridiculous thing, and it does not fit the game at all. Yeah, you're like a werehog, which is a werewolf hedgehog, fighting some kind of weird enemies, and you're like, just, it's like where'd okay. the jazz band come out of? Okay, cool. I didn't. I didn't realize we're at the cantina from Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Every time right. it comes up, they crack up. What? Uh, Play the same song? Okay. Uh. All right. All right. All right. I'm I'm causing delays now. All right. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Go. Go.